Oh, my God, Ashlyn. You ruin everything you touch. Y'all ready for this? I just remembered that meme from last year, two years ago, or whatever. Can can you hear all right? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, except I'm getting a lot of my own feedback here. There. I was like, you shouldn't be getting feedback. You're wearing headphones. So that's just how this week's going, huh? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's um, been a rough week. I will say that. Oh, 26 sucks. No, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, I, I yeah, last week was my birthday, so... Woo, Miranda's old now. I'm officially in my mid to late 20s, and I'm very I'm upset I'm not going to lie. It. I was very surprised that you were only turning 26. Yeah, you told me that the other day. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't know that. <laughs> and then... The thing is, is you're only a year and a half younger than I am, though. Yeah, and you're it's 30. No, I'm just kidding. I'm like 38, I'm pretty sure. Ow. I, I feel like I'm going to turn 40 next year. Uh, did you see that? Uh, Hang on. I'm readjusting. <laughs> well, it's like, did you see that uh, John Mulaney? Readjusting. Oh, my God. Are you done? No. <laughs> so annoying. This is my episode. Leave me alone. <laughs> We're not nice to each other on days like this for some reason. I'm never nice to you. I don't understand what you think. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's so mean to me. Why do I do this to myself? Does just that work? Maybe. I don't know. You're the one wearing the headphones. Not me. Sorry if y'all get a lot bunch of like uh, <laughs> the entire episode. Uh, I'm trying to be comfy and record. So... Deal with it. She's having a time. I really am. Um, it's just been a long week. And literally, we just started Tech Week, uh, which, if you're a theater kid, you know, is also called Hell Week. Um, that it is. That it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, this show is emotionally taxing on me in the <laughs> Department of Embarrassment. Um, it's I have to do embarrassing things you're an uninvited so i'm going anyway no. you posted it, it on facebook i'm going i will never be able to look at any of you again <laughs> well this podcast is just gonna get a little weirder than huh? blind myself <laughs> okay it won't take the oh maybe away. i should say hi and welcome back to <laughs> i'll tell you what a spoopy podcast i'm miranda and i'm ashlyn and uh, before we get into it, I'll riveting, just, truly yeah, riveting. Thank you. Uh, before we get into it, I'll remind you: uh, go to your favorite podcasting platforms or apps or uh, whatever the social medias you use, and uh, why don't you give us a a, a like, a rate, a review? Um, Tell us what you think, unless it's mean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, Miranda's fragile. Don't know, tell us what you think. Um, it really helps us and uh, gets the message out there. So yeah. On <laughs> to the next. I don't know. What I'm doing uh, or you know, if you also want to, you can visit us on our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash. I'll tell you what, and we do have a patron on there. That's uh, true. David Meadis. 
We apologize that we have been <laughs> pronouncing your pronouncing name, your name incorrectly. Thank entire you podcast, by the way, because I know he's been a listener since like our sixth episode. I know, so he's been engaged, and, and we, we just... mentioned his name several <laughs> times, and time. he just now corrected us. So that's on him. No, but we do apologize. <laughs> yeah, you like. If we ever mispronounce something and you guys know how to pronounce it, especially when we, especially, especially when, when we say it eighty times, we go Midas, Midas, like just go ahead and drop us a line, okay? We clearly are floundering here. My name is Ashlyn, okay? Spelled the dumb way. No, I'm just kidding. Spelled the beautiful Gaelic way. You're so mean. Well, and no one gets that pronunciation right. So like, we we won't feel awkward if you just tell us. Yeah, like. It's never too late to tell us that we're dumb. I've had people pronounce my name wrong, which is hard. <laughs> Miranda. It's just Miranda, please. <laughs> Miranda. Stop, please. Sounds ethereal. I hate it. Uh, Not really. So, yeah. So, getting into this, I began researching originally um a murder for my episode last week fun fun uh, but it was gonna be my birthday weekend and it was just kind of bumming me out for the that's, occasion that's absolutely fair uh and then i got overwhelmed by people mm-hmm. and uh then i just didn't do my research or record the episode yeah i noticed that so, i was like it's her birthday i'll give her a break hello i'm sorry i'm <laughs> like which which of my devices Which device here? was that? It was this stupid thing. Yeah, it I was. turned it off. Uh, sorry that there was no episode last week, but it's my birthday and I just didn't want to. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've been watching a lot of uh, documentaries mm. lately. and I've been watching a lot of Nancy Drew, the CW show. and it's, That might be more painful. Oh, yeah. It's Riverdale level, which is very entertaining if you take it for what it is. I, I just get really sad because it's been like true crime documentaries and stuff like that. And like murder makes me sad nowadays. It's so it's it's interesting. They've it's ruined murder for us. Yeah. Murderers ruin murder. <sighs> Selfish. So <laughs> instead, uh, because this is my podcast and I can do what I want. Oh, no. She's bringing that line back. Uh, yes, I can. Uh, I decided I was going to do an episode over. Something uh, not exactly on, sub, uh, you know, on subject. Um, you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. You've done this before. It's not on brand, necessarily. Uh, hey. I mean, it's sort of on brand. I not mean, completely. It, it is on brand, so, though. Your actually, brand. I'll tell you what. What do you tell me? The tragic journey of Kristen Larson, the American girl. Miranda! <laughs> a niche interest That's this is not correct i'm talking about Kristen, the american girl doll you could have just talked about it on your own released it as a bonus nope. episode see i almost had that thought today but i was already five pages in and i was like <laughs> no we're powering through we're powering through because it was too late to change subjects again i'll be honest i don't think i read Kristen's story of no, the american girl it. dolls I have like that's all still of the sad. Let me tell you. Okay. So that's correct. I'm talking about Kristen, the American girl doll. Growing up, Ashlyn and I both. Wait. Is it Kristen or Kirsten? Oh my God. I've been. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to back up. Kirsten Larson. I'm an idiot. Who wrote? <laughs> so no, sorry. I wrote it correct and it auto corrected. <laughs> no. 
It autocorrected every single place in my note. That's very upsetting. I just remember we talked no, about this Kirsten. when we were younger. Oh my god. Okay, so <clears throat> backing up, doing the tragic journey of Kirsten Larson, the American girl. I'm so upset that I have been pronouncing it wrong because I I was definitely that child who like somebody was like I have Kristen. I was like, um, it's, it's Kirsten. Kirsten. Yeah, because I remember us having that conversation. Yeah, I think at one point. Uh, so. Growing up, Ash and I both had uh, one American Girl doll each. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely had several friends who were like, I have all the American Girl dolls. And we're like, you know what? We're poor. So we're lucky that we got any. <laughs> yeah. This is like during the recession of 2008. Okay. <laughs> I'm, we might have had them before 2008, but we were I also know, but I was broke before 2008. <laughs> we grew up poor. Anywho. So Ashlyn had Felicity and I had Kirsten. <laughs> and we were delighted by that yeah so if you don't know american girl dolls are a 18 inch dolls that cost a good chunk of money uh but most of them are historical and very feminist Mm -hmm. they come with super cute and expensive accessories (laughs) and books that go along with each doll yeah uh so they're super cute i got to work as a dresser when uh, american girl live the musical came to kansas city and i'm envious it was very fun uh and I recently found myself on American Girl dick, uh, TikTok. Yeah. I think uh, you got me there, yeah, too. And that made me realize how tragic most of the backstories are that these dolls have. Especially our babe, Christ, or Kirsten. Oh, my God. Kirsten. Mm-hmm. I remember this growing up because I was reading it and I went, excuse me? <laughs> and I watched Felicity's movie. I'd never read her book. Kirsten never got her day. I was yeah, that's pissed. True. The thing is, is Felicity, yeah, she's got a great story. Hers is not nearly as tragic as most of the yeah. Gir- uh, it is very American like girl, girl boss, like uh, I well, it's it's like American guy, Revolution like, kind of thing, yeah. and like her family has a lot of uh, drama going she's on. She's before in it, because it was it, the loyalists versus exactly. the patriots, etc. Exactly. It was yeah, very informative about the American Revolution. That's the thing. They're all historical dolls, which is really cool, and they tell stories that have to do with struggles that people went through in certain time struggles periods that girls that girls sp- specifically but mm-hmm. also as to with like race and stuff like mm-hmm. that a lot of the times too. and growing up in those atmospheres yeah. it's fantastic i i it's love those very books so it, much. honestly it's encourage your children or honestly shell out the money get your kid an american girl doll so they can emotionally bond with one yeah so they can emotionally bond and learn something about history and literally have an emotional connection to that mm-hmm. part of history as well Yes. Um, so, some backstory. Kirsten Larson uh, was born on June 8th, 1845, making her a Gemini like our dearest mother. Miranda, what is this information? I just felt like telling you that. Uh, her father was named Anders Larson. Uh, so, she was born to her father, Anders Larson, and her mother, mm-hmm. Greta Larson, in Rid, Sweden. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It might be Ride. It's R Y D. It's Swedish, clearly. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's Ride or Rid. Sweden. Maybe Reed. Oh, God. There's too many ways to pronounce why. Anyway. We probably said I don't wrong. mention it that much. So moving on. Keep in mind that most of this information is going to be straight from AmericanGirl.Fandom.com. You, you just pull out all the sources, don't you? Uh, this is the one source. For all of this. Oh, it's it's the most uh, 
No, there is not even a Wikipedia page on Kirsten. Really? There is on her doll, but not Kirsten specifically. And I'm pissed. But it's on FanWiki. That's why it's FanWiki. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's very detailed. So, Ooh. there's a lot of like sub pages. <laughs> I went into it. Anyhow, oh, okay. So it's it's like a a large document. Oh, at least, that absolutely. It's not just a page. It's like a bunch of pages. Anyway, uh, her family consists of from eldest to youngest. Uh, more, more. Kristen's maternal grandmother and Greta Larson's mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she remained in Sweden due to difficulties in travel in the era because she was too old. Basically, she's like, I'm not going to make that journey, so I'm going to stay here, uh, which made it impossible for her family to see her after they left. Oh, keep that in mind. When a lot of people were immigrating at this time, they were saying goodbye. To their families yeah. for pretty much forever. Oh yeah, sure. Letters existed, that. but it would take months to get there. Yeah, uh, that that's what always made me sad when mm-hmm. I heard about like families immigrating and like not bringing their yeah. entire family with them. Exactly. So, like, oh, so, sad. so because of this, she gave Kristen an amber heart necklace with a uh, as a parting gift before the family left. Aww. Uh, next up is Anders Larson. Uh, her father, Kristen's father, uh, Kristen's papa, she refers to her, him as papa, yes, which is yes. adorable, uh, is described as a hardworking man who is eager to start a new life in Amer- uh, on the American frontier with his brother. Anders can be stern and he has a deep voice. He doesn't like to lose his patience, which sounds a lot like our father, the general description does. Mm-hmm. Stern, deep voice, hardworking, doesn't like to lose his patience. Sounds like dad. Ridiculous puns. Uh, didn't say anything inappropriate about that, jokes <laughs> anyway next up is Greta Larson uh Kristen's mother Greta is strong and courageous mm-hmm. what Anders refers to as having heart so Aww. she has heart yeah uh she frequently gets homesick for Sweden understandably but tries to think positively about the American frontier mm-hmm. uh she's a very thoughtful woman who loves and treasures her family deeply and does her best to be practical. She is wary of the dangers that can befall their family on the open prairie and does her best to protect her family and children. See. Also what, sounds like our mom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what kills me is like also, yeah, when you're immigrating, also crossing on a boat. Yeah. Sounds the entire terrifying. ocean. Like that sounds terrifying because like now we've got planes and everything. Yeah. Which is a lot safer. Honestly. Oh, oh I'll get into the boats than the in boats. a little bit. <laughs> I'll get into the boats they also immigrated on in a little bit. Ooh. So next up is Olav Larson, uh, Kristen's paternal uncle. Olav is Anders' brother. Mm-hmm. He left Sweden six years before the Larson family in 1848 uh, when Kristen was like three years old and immigrated to America. So Kirsten, oh my God, I did it again. Kirsten initially barely remembers him and only knows him through how much her family has spoken of him because she was three. He left to start a better life in America and sent a letter telling Anders about his farm and how he would like to have the Larsons come and help for the land is rich and good. Oh, so he's like immigrate to America. I got this great farm. You can all come live and work here. American dream. The American pioneer dream has not been killed yet. So we're, we're going with it. Yes. Um, Immigration. All of us are immigrants. Just saying. At well, one point in time. Except, except for the, except for the Native Americans. 
which is part of her story. I didn't get yes. into that part of her story because that's a that's a lot. Period. Like yes, that's a, that's another that story. topic. Um, which is part of her story, but we'll get into mm-hmm. in a little bit. Oh, while in America, he married Inger, who uh, was a widow with two young daughters, Lisbeth and Anna or Anna. Aww. Uh, which is probably Anna because it's Swedish. Yeah. Um, Chris, uh, Kirsten, hmm. Kirsten thinks uh, <laughs> this is the best part of what she knows of him. Well, yeah, because now she's got, you know, two friends. Exactly. So Inger Larson is Kristen's aunt by marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inger, like Olav and the Larsons, is an immigrant from Sweden. She was a widow. Her first husband, who is not named with throughout the books, mm-hmm. deci- uh, died, not decided, <laughs> died when her daughters were young. She meets Olav, who marries her later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inger is a, described as a hearty, practical woman who is experienced with life on the prairie. She has a good sense of business and is able to advocate for herself and her family in selling items and making fair trades by visiting oh, nice. Native American people. That's good. That's a good skill to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Lars Larson, which is who did that to their child. <laughs> Sorry, Lars. You literally Who did this to him? Lars Larson. Uh, Kristen's... Dang it! Kirsten's eldest brother. <sighs> Lars is at least 15 by the Central uh, by the Central Series' fifth book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsten saves the day. As the oldest son in the family, he's treated like an adult in many ways and given many responsibilities, including being the head of the household when Papa... Is away working at the logging cabin, which is a job yeah. he gets later on in the series. Oh. And he helps Anders and Olav out with a lot of work. He learns how to trap animals for furs and enjoys making wood carvings and is talented enough to sell some of his work. Awesome. Lars appears to be rarely intimidated or afraid in the scenarios he finds himself in, a quality that Kirsten greatly admires. Uh, Lisbeth Larson is Kirsten's elder cousin. Mm-hmm. Lisbeth is 11 during Kirsten Learns a Lesson and 12 by Happy Birthday, Kristen. So she's... Kirsten. Happy Birthday, Kirsten. <laughs> so she's a little bit older than Kirsten. Uh, Kirsten's about 10. Yeah. Or okay. 9 or 10. Uh, I believe she's 10. Anywho. Uh, she has gray eyes and brown hair. She was born in Sweden. And the family left when she was still a baby, so she has no memories of her life there. Her father died years ago, and mother Inger later remarried Olaf, like we've discussed. Lisbeth loves to talk, share secrets, and gossip. Especially about supernatural and scary things. So Lisbeth is like, (laughs) she's on our wavelength. Oh, I see. Uh, Scary happenings. Uh, As the oldest. if you will. Yes, the spoops. She has a little more experience with the other girls uh, than the other girls do about school because she's been there. Wilderness and responsibilities because she's, so she's a Girl Scout. Here. She's basically a Girl Scout <laughs> who likes to tell scary stories. Again, a Girl Scout. <laughs> like a Girl Scout. Uh, she loves to tell scary tales about Mr. Coogan, their former teacher. I think she's he's, just making up stories. So, so he's their local cryptid. I guess. Um, she is very responsible and practical, but she likes to have fun as well. She helps Kirsten by teaching her things about America. However, as the oldest, she can sometimes be bossy, too adult, and very demanding. 
because she don't got time for that. I'm just kidding. Her favorite part of the Declaration of Independence, fun Uh fact, is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. She's very skilled at sewing, and Kirsten thinks that she can sew like an adult by the time she is 12. Aw. Yeah. Very neat. Yes, very cool. Skilled. Next up is Kirsten, but we're going to go in depth about her in just a little bit. So moving on. So we're yeah, going she's, to, she's a kid. She's there a kid. Know. She's like a 10-year-old girl. In this girl. family. Yeah. Kirsten is the 10-year-old girl. <laughs> Peter, uh, so next up, Peter Larson is uh, Kirsten's first younger brother. No. Peter was five when the Larsons immigrated to America in June of 1856, but six by that spring, indicating a likely fall or birthday winter. Winter birthday. I don't know how to talk anymore. So, so, so what's his sign? Probably. Mm, if it's fall or winter, so that indicates like late fall or winter. Um, probably like a Sagittarius or a Scorpio. <laughs> Maybe a Capricorn. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> anyway. I don't know if enough about his personality to tell. But no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hate you for that one. That was gross. <laughs> So, he's described as an eager young boy, though sometimes his excitement and young age makes it difficult for him to keep promises and secrets, even though he adores the latter. He loves getting promises and secrets, but he doesn't always He sounds like our niece. Mm, Sounds like some (laughs) other six-year-old we know. Weird. Almost six-year-old. Once again, November. Oh. Is she a Scorpio or a Sagittarius? I think both she and Aiden might be Scorpios. I think I was looking at that earlier. No, yo, yeah, they are both Scorpios. That makes so much sense. I know. Gonna- <laughs> we should be terrified. <laughs> terrified. You. Ashlyn's a, Ashlyn's a Pisces double Scorpio. And for those of you who know, it's terrifying. <laughs> I'm emotional. Yes. And scary. Anyway. Um, so he looks up to his older siblings and trusts their judgment, something Kirsten uses occasionally against Peter in order to get her way, which is a little naughty. Uh, he hates to dress up even for church and doesn't care for school. However, he would rather go to school than be bothered by Britta as she gets into everything, though he is affectionate to her. You'll learn who she is in a minute. Mm -hmm. And apparently he kicks, uh, he kicks when he sleeps. (laughs) Fun fact. <laughs> Just a little tidbit there. Next up is Anna Larson, Kirsten's younger cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna Larson is Kirsten's oof, younger cousin. Wow. I wrote that down. Uh, who is Crazy. seven during the events of... Okay. So I did this a little bit out of order. Anna should have gone nice, before her nice. brother you Peter. You already messed up. I messed it up. Uh, Anna should have gone before her brother Peter. So she's like seven uh, during the events. Kirsten learns the lesson, but eight by the events of... Happy birthday, Kirsten. She was born in America because it is stated earlier than uh, earlier that her sister, her older sister immigrated to America when she was an infant uh, and she's like three or four years older. So we can safely assume that she was born in America. Anna is cheerful and fanciful and loves things to be grand as well as secrets and surprises. I'm guessing, like, Life on the Prairie was really boring because they're just really <laughs> reveling in these secrets. I mean, have you read Little House on the Prairie, though? That is true. Like, like it's, it's true. got it's got a lot to do that kids really should not be that concerned about, that but true. they had to be just to survive. That is true. So she likes 
things to be beautiful. That is what it says. She likes things to be beautiful. Uh, she's very positive and optimistic and admires Miss Winston, the teacher at Powder Keg School. Also, let's just talk about that name for a second. <laughs> I like didn't Powder Keg The first school. few times that I read it, I didn't like really read it, you know? I didn't get <laughs> grasp it. And then I went, are you kidding me? The school's called Powder Keg? That's terrifying. Let me just, I don't want to go to school I'm named sorry, Powder now, Keg. Sorry, I was, I was like, like, what, what would that be like naming that, a school that nowadays? And like, gun. <laughs> and yeah, the whole prevalence of uh, Rifle. school shootings. And yeah. Just came to mind. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. Terrible name for a school. Yikes. So lastly is Britta Larson, uh, Kirsten's baby sister. Britta is born on May 25th, 1855, two weeks before Kirsten's 10th birthday. Uh, and mm. Greta says that it's whether they're ready or not. So what? that makes me think that she was maybe early. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm guessing when she was born, Kirsten was probably not happy because it was two weeks before her birthday. And she's like, well, yeah. and it's like this um, baby's trying to steal my thunder. Like, yeah. She's how, <laughs> how incorrigible can you be? Like, um, excuse me. Have some respect for your elders. It's two weeks Thank before you. my birthday. <laughs> how dare you? Uh, <laughs> so yeah I'd be uh, like you if one of the kids had been born You know A couple weeks before your birthday That's right I'd be like excuse me Get back in there And wait your turn Wait your turn <laughs> <laughs> So on the day she was born She was described as having a small pink face With a wisp of blonde hair Like a yellow duck Oh sorry Not like a yellow duck Like yellow duck down Oh yes yes uh, as she gets the older, f- she crawls and needs a lot of looking after. She is sweet, she's but a, a lot of baby. trouble. Because she's a baby. Going to be a um, toddler. So from how it's described and all the, the reference pictures, which are the ones from the books, the original books, because mm-hmm. uh, I recognize them. So all of the Larsons seem to have blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. Because uh, they're Swedish. Yeah. They're Swedish, so it makes sense. Uh, with the exception of Inger and... Um, Lisbeth, mm-hmm. they both seem to have brown hair. Inger, not Inger. Lisbeth was described as having brown hair, and Inger, the picture looked like she had brown hair, so it makes sense. Yeah, and it you doesn't said really Lisbeth matter. Had uh, gray eyes and gray eyes. Yes. So there's that. Yeah, See, I'm retaining some... information. Yeah, good, 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 good. You're learning. <laughs> okay, so on to Kristen. Oh my God, this is gonna be a long episode. Ah! Oh, it really is. There's like seven pages here. Okay. Why do you hate me? On to Kirsten. <laughs> now let's talk about Kirsten. Quote. Yes, let's. Kirsten and her family are immigrants to America from Sweden in 1854. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, she was born in Rid or Reed or Ride, Sweden. She was born in Sweden. She was born in Sweden. <laughs> uh, her family integrated to America. Im- not integrated. Immigrated. <laughs> like, I, I can't read. Immigrated to America after getting a letter from her father's brother, Olav, when he spoke about the rich land in Minnesota and how he wanted more help on the farm. Welcome to Kristen's World, a book that came out after the original series. Oh, my God. (laughs) Welcome to Kirsten's World, a book that came out after the original series, clarifies that the king of Sweden, Charles the 15th? What's the XV. Yeah, 15th. Okay, I was right. Charles the 15th, that's a lot of Charles, at the time, 
had reduced farmland in Sweden, leading to difficulties in growing enough food for each mm. family. So you suck, Charles the Fifteenth. Sorry, just thinking about that uh, reminds me like how our family members, you know, immigrated during the potato famine mm-hmm. uh, in Ireland. Now I'm wondering if there's any American girls that were like, you know, at the time. I don't know. Well, no, pro- probably not at the time. I'm like wondering if they if they come out with any American girls that were like potato family people, but probably not. Probably not. Because uh, I know it covers m- around the same time. I'm guessing. Well, and nowadays it's more. Uh, they're like going more modern a little bit. I know. Which isn't bad, but uh, like also one of the newer girls teaching the older stuff. One of the newer girls, her biggest issue was she has a gluten intolerance. <laughs> and apparently she's real whiny about it. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is like if you have celiac, like, yeah, you've got something to complain about. But like. Once it's found out, just don't eat wheat. Well, or gluten. The reason I bring it up is because mm-hmm. uh, we were discussing when I was working on American Girl Live. Mm-hmm. We discussed the fact that they were wanting to switch out this really great character. I can't remember her name at the moment. This really great character. She's Hispanic American. Um, oh, who oh. wants to be an astronaut. Really great character. Yeah, I've, I've heard. For, I can't, yeah, I can't remember her name at the moment. I think it's maybe Mia? Nia. No, Nia's different. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, really great character, though. They wanted to switch her out. With the girl with the gluten intolerance, it was just another white girl with a gluten intolerance and her parents were in a B&B. And we're like, oh, my God. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. We were we were a little. Thing is, is I'm sassy about it. I'm sorry. Um, I'm allergic to both wheat and sesame. So clearly my life is more struggles than. <laughs> yes, uh, clearly. Anywho. I'm joking. <sighs> uh, so back to back to what I was saying. So. Kirsten is described in the books uh, uh, and on this website mm-hmm. as a brave, hardworking character. Yes. And like so many, initially, Kirsten does not feel like she will ever belong in America. That's But fair. after some time, she starts to feel like she is an American and not just an immigrant. Aw. Honestly, these books are really welcome. important, especially this one. It talks all about early immigration and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. honestly, I think part of this made it so normal to me that people immigrated to America right that I never thought it was weird when people were like yeah I'm an immigrant I was like okay cool no you're from somewhere cool right it's somewhere different and teach your children about American history of immigration and how most of us are immigrants Mm -hmm. I mean that's more accurate American history than wanting to come to America to build a better life uh-huh. And we the thing is, the- is usually when they came here, that's when the hardships began. Yes. Uh, but it it was still a slightly better life usually mm-hmm, than mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. where it otherwise was. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, when I think of immigration, I also think of uh, An American Tale. Yes, I was thinking of Fievel. Yeah, and, and in particular, no yes, in particular, America. that yeah. song. And the streets are paved with cheese. Yeah, <laughs> where, you know, they're talking about the American dream and like, you know, that America's nothing like yeah. that. And they learn that America is a lot harder than that. And mm-hmm. so that kind of like, that's like, a lot of these people immigrated to America with false, literally, they had been told false notions. Yeah. 
uh, that the streets are paved in gold and everything is possible. And I mean, sure, anything is possible, especially since it right was a developing place. But at the mm-hmm. same time, uh, the way it was developing was also through colonialism, which had mm-hmm. its own problems and manifest destiny and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And taking land that wasn't ours anyway. Yeah. And just saying this is ours now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Kirsten is often brave without thinking and sometimes foolish, making mistakes that are not easily repaired. She also feels burdened at times having to help Mama so much as a daughter, even after Britta is born. Kirsten must take on even more work, such as cooking and cleaning while Mama rests from the labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. So she's like, Ugh. what's this baby here? God. Two weeks before my birthday. I'm nine. She's like, I'm... I'm turning 10 and now I have to be like, how's what? I got things to do. Anywho, I got a person to become. Nah, she loves to help out her family. Yeah. Uh, So her father says she has a strong will, which I think is every father's way of saying she's stubborn. Uh, Are you just saying that because you were called strong willed? No, (laughs) I always have always taken it when anybody says strong willed. I'm like, okay, so they were stubborn. (laughs) That may just be me thing. I'm not sure. She loves animals and children and makes friends easily. Uh, Extrovert. Can't relate. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, She's prone to daydreaming. And if something is not easy for her, she struggles with it. Can relate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that does sound very, very Mm. similar to someone in this room. Not gonna say who. Well, you don't struggle things not, with, with things that don't come easily to you either. That sounds like a normal thing. No, I don't care if I struggle with things. Okay. That's that's the thing. I'm just gonna do it anyway. And I'm like, if it's terrible, oh well, I had fun. So she's easily frightened by unfamiliar things and can be nervous around new people. <laughs> Same. Mm. <laughs> she hates being trapped inside small pl- spaces. Same. And is a very active child. Meh. I was a pretty active child. Yeah. Honestly, when, stuff we did when we Kirsten were wants something, she becomes a bad listener and tends to pester others until she has achieved what she wants. <laughs> Reminds me of our nephew. <laughs> this, yes. The stubborn streak often gets her in trouble. Sounds like our nephew. Oof. Kirsten is helpful, caring, and thoughtful about her family. Uh, she is responsible, as living on a homestead means, in, uh, means many hands have to do various daily chores yep. to help out. And often being expected to take on more responsibility as the oldest daughter. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten loves to explore and she especially loves to tell and keep secrets. Her favorite color is pink. Yeah. Woohoo. Her ninth, uh, her, <laughs> I like pink too. Her ninth birthday went without celebration as the Aww. family was immigrating to America at the time and her sister was... Oh no. Her sister was born before she was 10. Yeah. But... Before her sister so, born. So, so, yeah, she goes a year without having her birthday celebrated. And, yeah, and, then, and then the next then a baby comes along. And it's like, <laughs> hey, <"Ha-ha!" laughs> <"Ha-ha!" laughs> Yeah. That's Poor. exactly how the baby sounded when it was born. Ha-ha! <laughs> Just, <laughs> that'd be terrifying. <laughs> Just upon birth, locks eyes with Kirsten. And it's like... <laughs> neener, neener, neener. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what you did so, when you were born. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. No, you were just glaring at me, and I looked like... Again, I had a reason. I looked like larva. It was gross. <laughs> you did. Um, so, Kirsten doesn't really like going to school and initially finds it hard to get, al- get along and learn, but she does like to try new things. Woo! 
Uh, she took interest in quilting and American custom that Swedish women weren't used to. Really? Which is kind of fun, apparently. Uh, she admires her mother and wants to be as strong and brave as her when she is older, which yeah. is cute. Um, an American girl characterizes her as brave and steadfast. Uh, she, uh, American girl features videos characterizing her as having a pioneer spirit. Yeah. She's literally a pioneer. Which I find it really cool that Kirsten, the American girl, mm-hmm. is an immigrant American yeah. girl. Because a oh, lot yeah. of them, they're supposed to have been born in America. And that's what makes them an American girl. But it also shows, I mean, I think Felicity is the same thing. She also came over. No, I'm, I'm pretty here? sure she was born in America. Okay. So that it makes it, it makes it more welcoming to everybody else. You don't right. have to be born in America to be an American girl. You know, See, you live in America, you're an American. Okay. See that that's always something interesting. Uh, like with the uh, musical Hamilton in particular, yeah. where they kept referencing him as an immigrant. But this is like during the formation of America. Exactly. And so even then, people were considered immigrants. I know, uh, even though just because they weren't, were. just because they weren't British. Yeah. Uh, or w- European, basically. Yeah. Which is so wild to me. But also, a lot of them had been there for like years and yeah, years and so a lot of them had been born in I know, america but I, I i like the notion that american girl does included a girl who was an immigrant yeah because that's and she get, she came out in the 80s the 1880s no no or, Kri- oh no kirsten she, the kirsten the doll. the doll came out in in the 80s mm-hmm. the 1980s which is really cool oh yeah it would not no she's the she, 1850s yeah i'm like it would be uh, uh, earlier than the 1880s yes yeah um, so now we get into her tragic story. Mm-hmm. So this is, I originally was going to go through all the tragic things that I remember happening to Kirsten, but after just going through the very first book, uh, it would be too way too long. So we're just going to cover how horrible her, her journey to America Do was. I just get to be sad now? Her journey to Minnesota. No, there's some, there's some other things. So. Uh, Kirsten suffers many hardships throughout her story. Uh, first of all, she had to immigrate to the United States at such mm-hmm. a vulnerable age, leaving behind any family that couldn't come along, knowing full well that she would probably never see them again. Mm. The kitchen, uh, To get into it, the conditions on the boat traveling to America weren't great either. Uh, there were many treacherous storms. Yeah. Uh, and they had to stay in bunks with 20 families to a room. What? Yeah. Oh, geez. So you think about for, boat travel itself is like for it's over dangerous. two months of voyaging, and it takes a while. Yeah, twenty families to a room for over two months. You get real, real comfy with. However, other people. she does happen to be voyaging with her best friend Marta, oh. so that's nice. Uh, might I add, however, she does not speak English yet, so kind of really sucks because they they finally arrive in New York. But they still have weeks of traveling left to do to get to well, Minnesota. Well, yeah, because you can't take a bus. Yeah. While her family is in New York, Kirsten <clears throat> experiences culture shock and basically yeah. has a panic attack when she's following her bro- her father and brother through the market to get supplies. And she gets bumped into a by a boy carrying fish. And she gets knocked over. And soon she cannot find her father or brother in a crowd of people who oh she gosh. can't communicate with. Yeah. And when she tries to ask somebody for help, some rude boys start laughing at her because she can't speak English. Boys suck. Yeah. Especially younger boys, too. Like, oof. 
so she literally experiences dizziness and is paralyzed in fear. She's having a panic attack. Yeah. And eventually, a kind woman who does not speak Swedish manages to help her. And despite the language barrier, she finds her family. Aw. Yes. Good. Very sweet. She gives her some water. And very kind. I love it. It was very nice. Anyway. So moving it. on. So the day after all this happens, Kirsten and her family are set to begin their journey to Minnesota. Before they leave, Kirsten meets up with Marta, her best friend, who I mentioned back on the boat, and tells her they're about to leave. They discuss that Marta's family isn't leaving until the next day. So Kirsten is really upset that they won't be traveling together. Aww, yeah. And Marta, being a Debbie Downer, says that they may never see each other again. Thanks for that, Marta. Mm -hmm. But Kristen is like, nah, we're both going to Minnesota, so be hopeful that we will meet again. And so they part ways. Very, very sad. Hang on. So I can't do this, Miranda. They get on a train, which sounds awful. Not being on a train. The train sounds awful, however. It's described as very hot. There is grit on the floors and Mm -hmm. cinders in the air. Yeah. And the windows have been nailed shut, so they can't even open the windows to air it out. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Uh, and they're all described as being pretty miserable and down. One passage says, quote, everyone is dazed into quiet. Mama occasionally opens the food trunk, but no one is hungry. Not even Lars. When Kirsten catches his eyes, he gives her a sad smile as he is as uncomfortable being trapped inside as she is yeah and you and you said before she's like claustrophobic yeah Mm. so apparently they're both pretty claustrophobic and they're both miserable so they get to chicago which is like halfway through uh, to their destination in minnesota kirsten is reunited with her friend marta hey they find out that they will be traveling the rest of the way to minnesota together with their families so they're like yay reunion now they're traveling by mississippi by Mississippi Riverboat mm. called the Red Wing. It's named after a local bird, I guess. Probably. Uh, as they are boarding the boat, Kirsten's mother notices the sailors burying someone who has died of cholera, which makes her very Oof. uneasy. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten's brother Lars says, we don't have anything to worry about. We're all healthy. To which their mother For responds now. that, quote, cholera kills strong like weak and that they should pray they make it safely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. So while they're on the boat, they're not allowed on the upper deck or the top deck because it's for the more wealthy guests. Yeah. So they're stuck they're immigrants. below they're deck poor. for days. The peasants. The first couple of days of the trip, Kirsten and Marta meet up and watch hawks and fish. But on the third day, Marta doesn't come to meet her. Instead, Kirsten finds her father waiting for her, staring out onto the river. When Kirsten asks him what's wrong, he grips the rail tightly and tells her Marta is sick. Oh, no. Marta's father says she doubled up with pain during the night and she was aching and moaning. The captain has made her go to the sick bay. Kirsten asks if she can go visit her, but is told no because she could get sick, too. Kirsten, however, is too overcome with worry and runs to the sick bay and breaks through the doors to find her friend doubled over on a straw mat struggling to breathe and shivering. Oh, my gosh. Kirsten goes to her friend, even though everyone is telling her, no, you'll get too sick, too. It's dangerous, but she stays in the sick bay until her mother comes. Once her mother comes, she's told, quote, 
that nothing can be done for Marta's cholera. She prays for Marta, thinking she has to get better. The next day, Kirsten goes to visit Marta in the sick bay, but Marta isn't there. Kirsten thinks, she must have gotten better, so she runs off to find her. But when she makes it to the deck, she notices the boat has been docked on the shore, the gangplank has been lowered, and there is a group of men carrying a wooden box on their shoulders. It is a coffin. Marta's father, quote, these next few ones are quotes. Quote, Marta's father is on the deck as well with his arms around Marta's mother. Kirsten asks him where Marta is, and he says that Marta died last night, and the sailors are burying her. Her soul is in heaven. He then covers his face. Kirsten cries that Marta can't be dead, feeling like her heart has been ripped out. She begins to sob miserably, unable to say even Marta's name. Mama wraps her arms around Kirsten, and Papa pats her shoulder. Papa tells Kirsten to stop crying, but Mama cradles her and says to let Kirsten have her tears. Oh my gosh. This is the saddest thing. And that, reading that as a child, when I was given this book and doll, yeah. I was like, oh my God. I don't think you understand how many, like, deaths I read oh, as a kid, though. I know, but, like... And it's always sad. It's always sad. Like I was like... It, that was shocking, though, and like stunning is. when I was a child. I was yeah. like, I'm sorry, someone actually died? This is for yeah. kids. Yeah. It's just very real. Mm -hmm. It's it's um, weird, like, looking back on, like, children's literature or, like, Disney movies, and you're like, there's a lot of death here. A lot of dark and a lot of themes. A lot of kids almost getting murdered. Yeah, that too. Like, <laughs> like Matt, was, Matt was saying the kids were watching, like, Up oh, on... On the weekend and like there is an old man actively trying to kill this old man and that is true. and his young ward like yeah that is absolutely true terrifying <laughs> so and that's not even an old disney movie i know that's a newer one uh, Pixar. Yeah. yeah so that stunned me though mm -hmm. as a child even as an adult i'm like it's a kid's book and it happened so suddenly geez by the time so, we got these books, I was also reading a lot of Mary Higgins Clark, though. So, like, woman. murder was anyway, normal. Uh, so, but not they, they finally make it to Maryville, which is their last destination before they get to their new farm. Kirsten's father learns, however, that they do not have enough money for a horse and wagon. Oh, no. And they will have to leave their trunks and walk <gasps> the rest of the way to their Aww. journey. However, they will collect their trunks later once they've made it to the farm and uh, get a truck or something to get out there to go back and get them. Mm. However, this means Kirsten has to leave behind her doll, Sari, which oh, is yeah. like her most prized possession. Yeah. It's her companion, especially when her best friend has died. Right. And it, it literally talks all throughout the, the book of Kirsten is playing with Sari, Kirsten and Sari, and how nice she takes care of Sari and wraps mm -hmm. her up in her her uh, shawl and stuff like that. And she has to leave her behind. And it describes her tucking Sari in on top of some nice linens in one of their you trunks. you ever see a little girl with her doll? Yeah. Really, any any child that's, like, into, you know, caring for dolls and Especially everything. when she has, like, one doll. It's just... It breaks my heart every time. I'm like, yeah. oh! Yeah. I melt so, inside. As they trek through rough terrain and farmland, it is muddy and the sun is not out and it's raining on them. Uh -huh. Kirsten ends up soaked all the way up to her petticoat in mud. 
fun. Yeah. However, finally, the sun comes out and they finally make it to their uncle's farm. And that's pretty much where the first story ends. Very bittersweet. Someone's died. They have no Someone has clothes. Died. And their, clo- their, their stuff's their muddy. Their stuff is somewhere else. It's tragic. This child Thanks. has been through so much. And I really just, I couldn't get over the fact that her friend died. Um, but at the same like time, what? that was a very real thing that happened. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, there was a little bit of foreboding and foreshadowing when mm-hmm. they're getting on the boat and her mom's like, oh my God, Sony died of cholera. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll be fine. Cut three pages later. Marta's dead. Don't really want to talk about how that can translate to modern day anyway. Mm-hmm. And yet it's less timely. likely to kill very healthy people. But um, Yeah, but still. Timely. Timely. I keep seeing these really, these things oh, yeah. on, uh, on, gosh, what is it, like Twitter and other places on the internet, where it's like taking a photo of like someone's Facebook status and being like, oh, I don't need the vaccine. Like it, you can still get it even if you have the vaccine. It makes no sense, kind and of thing. Every vaccine. And then the next status is like from someone else saying that they've died. Like the person who originally passed away. Yeah, it. I know. And I'm just like, I'm not sure what we need to be like doing here with so like someone's died but like oh my gosh it's a lot so kirsten has since been archived meaning you cannot buy her anymore or her accessories except for like this mini doll they created i'm pretty sure felicity has been she's been like retired or something wait birthday collection i'm sorry Oh my god. Miranda's gonna buy some American Girl stuff now. I just might. Apparently, they're making... Oh god. It says American Girl making her story. Oh, I hate that. But I'm sorry. the original characters are back to celebrate their 35th birthday. Really? So they brought Kristen back! Oh, Yay! I'm sorry, I'm excited wow, for they're only $150? Really? They were more expensive when we were kids, I feel Dang. like. But the original six are back apparently right now. Most of them have always been available. Kirsten is one that I know they archived for a while, which made me really sad. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh my goodness! Time to make, you know, we have adult money now. It's time to buy all the accessories. <laughs> I could shop Kirsten's collection. <laughs> Sorry, they brought Kirsten back. No thanks. <laughs> We're still in the middle of an episode, Miranda. Shopping. <laughs> look, look at her little person. I have all of those ones. <laughs> well, I know like some some of our American Girl stuff did burn. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, the dolls made it safe, but like, I do want to like get some of the stuff for like the sets that you know I've only got pieces to now. So that's yeah. exciting. All right, I get to look through this though. You you gotta actually lead this episode. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm very happy right now. Ah! So later on in the stories, however, uh Kirsten meets uh a Native American girl named Singing Bird or Songbird, I believe. Uh mm-hmm. and they're very good friends and it's it's very cool because their story is about them being friends and and 
making a bridge basically between the Native Americans in the area and the like Swedish a bunch of Swedish people and in, in, in the town that has popped up there in Minnesota, which is really mm-hmm. cool. And I always wanted them to make Singing Bird or Songbird a a companion like they did like Molly or not Molly. Uh, who was it that had a companion? Samantha. Samantha. Yeah, Millie was it? I think. Wasn't it Elizabeth? It could have been Elizabeth. I, I really can't don't remember. Know. One of them had. A like friend. a friend who got but made a into bunch of them made a bunch of them got like friends who got made and i was like where's mine that's pretty cool and then they never even made her birthday i'm pretty sure at one point they made felicity's horse or not birthday then never even made her movie i was really upset that also might have been why our parents got me felicity <laughs> the whole was thing. a closeted horse girl i wasn't right now i was part of the pony club that's okay true. like with the terrible so death winnies we discussed that before. <laughs> the demon horse. The demon horse. That's the, the most demon terrifying horse. thing. I will never get over it. Terrifying. I'm pretty sure it would still be terrifying today. So um, in timeline order, the American Girl Dolls, uh, we have Felicity. Uh, and it says, Dare Like Felicity, 1774. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Heal Like Josephina or Josefina in 1824. We have Explore Like Kristen. In 1854, believe like Addie, in 1864. Mm-hmm. So only ten years after Kirsten. Um, give like Samantha in 1904, and lead like Molly in 1944. So nice, very cool. I'm very excited, but I don't think they have any of her other accessories besides the original ones. <gasps> they wait. They have a doll hospital. They do have a doll hospital. That's Sorry, I'm, I'm excited because. My Felicity needs help. So, that's exciting. But I don't need to buy a new Kirsten. I know. I just need the accessories. To the eBay! Can I just buy the accessories? Anywho. uh, So, we're going (laughs) to... We're going to leave this now. Um, So, yeah. That's all I have to to say. Ashlyn. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to close this out here. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you're done already? Yeah. I'm done. Oh, wow. I'm done. That was that's, seven that's pages it. of notes, Ashlyn. That was her tragic journey to Minnesota. What happens after that, though? I know. That's what I said. I didn't have time to go into the rest Miranda! of it. Because it was too much. I do recall one distinct story of when Kirsten was out exploring and found a covered wagon. Um, uh-huh. And two children were living in it. Like, I believe. Woo! I think it was two kids living in it. Because um, their mother had been crushed by a trunk. Yeah, when their wagon broke, and I was like, "I'm sorry, hold up, what? These kids are orphans? You're telling me? Is their mom still in the? In I the don't wagon? know. I don't remember. Oh, gosh. I'm horrified to find out. Uh, yeah. So they they really went tragic. off the rails with Kristen's tragic. <laughs> Poor girl has like, been through so much. I I know I know you know people on the frontier you know did go through a ton of stuff i and i know i think it is kind of important to like go into some of the more heavy stuff that kids dealt with back then um if only to like give people perspective oh absolutely how good we have it today well no we've got it pretty good for the most part us as for the most part, Mediocre we're still, people. yeah. But even then, we've still got. Uh, Anywho, even without all of those factors, modern but, yeah. people have it 
in general a lot better. So, so yeah, that's all I have. Um, if you have a favorite American Girl doll or doll in general, uh, let us know. You can email us at matterthanacaterpillar at gmail.com. You can also visit us on our Instagram at <laughs> matterthanacaterpillar. Or, you know, if, if you, be, you maybe have um, some accessories for Kirsten or Felicity and you're just like, hey, I want to I wanna, like sell those. You can like, you know, like like tweet at us at Matter Than a Cat on Twitter or like yeah. you know uh, DM us and and let us know because we may be interested in purchasing your wares. Matter Than a Cat on Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you said it correctly. I just in my head I added pillar, so I don't know if I'm pretty sure I said it right. Anyway, we also have a on. Facebook page that I have not updated recently <gasps> um, at oh, ITYW Podcast, or I'll tell you what with a period instead of an ellipses. Boom. We also have a TikTok. Oh, I have no idea when the last time we uploaded anything was. I think I uploaded something the other day. I keep meaning to. Just for for kicks. But then I wind up, then I realize I don't like my face. So it gets to be a problem. I should go uh, new glasses. Can, big yeah. big excitement. But I tell, never, them, tell them what our TikTok is. For yeah, our, our TikTok is at Matter Than a Caterpillar on there as well. Yes. Um, so big news. Ashlyn finally can see. So yeah, it's wild. Um, my glasses are so. She's thick like now. trees have leaves. Um, fun. Wild. They're she not has just Coke words. bottle glasses. Um, it. I didn't get the featherweight lenses because they cost more. I mean, neither did I. I just don't need glasses as bad as you. So yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm blind. And with that, I'll leave you with this. Tear them up. Tell your dad. Tell your friends. Tell the FBI agent listening through your phone. And tell the spirit of American Girl. That lives in your closet. And good night.